Hello and welcome to Ants of My Mouth. I am your host, Feisha Yotaisi, a beauty queen and a gender-based violence survivor. This is a gender-based violence podcast. If you are or have been a victim of gender-based violence, this podcast is for you. Let me help you find your voice. And if you simply care about social justice and would like to learn about gender-based violence, Ants of My Mouth is the right podcast for you. Notes. This is not a voice of victimhood, but of enlightenment, strength, and action. Hello, and welcome to the second episode of this podcast, titled, Here's What I'm Talking About. I'm your host, Feisha Yodaisi, and today in this episode, we are going to be understanding the gender-based violence concept. Basically, we are going to be unpacking the terms and the ideas behind gender-based violence. Gender-based violence is simply violence unleashed upon a person on the basis of their gender. The only and most important factor for gender-based violence to be perpetrated is a person's gender. Now, it's often assumed that gender-based violence is something that only affects the female gender, but it cuts across both genders. And while there is an higher percentage of female victims, it doesn't eliminate or reduce the struggle of the male gender-based violence victims. However, the reason for this high disparity in the ratio between the male and female victims is because gender-based violence preys on disadvantages that a particular gender has to ensure that it is perpetrated. And the female gender in a community has less access to social resources, financial resources, educational resources, opportunities, and less physical strength. Although they are really strong women, but on a larger scale, we have more women who are not as strong as most men. Now, this is what makes it convenient for gender-based violence victims to be increasingly female. And that's why it's almost impossible to talk about gender-based violence without talking about gender equality. Gender equality is a very important tool in eliminating gender-based violence because gender inequality is a pillar that supports the existence of gender-based violence. Now, when the topic of equality comes up, most people are quick to assume that it means a topic of sameness. Gender equality is actually an advocacy for anyone, in spite of their gender, to have access to opportunities and resources. Now, this means that it's advocating for a person's needs and skill sets to be put first before their gender. That is what gender equality is all about. Look at this scenario. There are two people, one is six foot tall and the other is four foot tall. They walk into a stadium to view a match and it happens that there's a barrier in the stadium which the six foot tall man can conveniently look over and see the match from. But the four foot tall man in this sense it finds it very difficult to view the match because the barrier is way higher than he is. Now, if equality comes to play in that scenario, the four-foot-tall person gets a ledge or an elevation that makes it comfortable for him to see what is going on on the other side. That is equality. It ensures that people get access to opportunities and resources in spite of their agenda, just basically because they need those resources and can actually make the best with those opportunities. 
that is what gender equality is all about. Gender-based violence is often assumed to be simply domestic violence, but this is not true. Gender-based violence cuts across a number of spheres like female tonighter mutilation, human trafficking, pedophilia and child marriage, cyber sexual harassment, financial abuse, verbal abuse, sexual assault, physical abuse, and even emotional abuse. Gender-based violence cuts across this sphere and even more. It's not simply domestic abuse. Now let's talk about the sources of gender-based violence. Gender-based violence can come from any source. It could come from an intimate partner, it could come from a professional environment, it could come from the society or even a group of people, it could come from a total stranger, and it could come from someone who you least expect. Basically, there is no limitation to the sources of gender-based violence. All there needs to be is for an assailant to be willing to take advantage of whatever limitations that a particular gender has, then gender-based violence would occur. Now let's talk about how this contributes to the Sustainable Development Goals. The Sustainable Development Goals, that is the SDGs, is a group of goals, a set of goals rather, that about 193 countries in the world have agreed and signed to ensure a continuous development and sustainability of our world. Gender-based violence is affected or affects some of these goals. For instance, SDG 16, which is improved peace and inclusion. SDG 4, improved educational outcomes. SDG 3, improved health outcomes. SDG 5 and 19, improved gender equality. SDG 1, 2 and 8, improved economic outcomes. Basically, what these goals seek to achieve is to increase access to education, increase access to healthcare, increase or reduce what reduce what poverty, increase peace and inclusion, and also improve gender equality. Because when this happens, it's not only reflects in the area of gender-based violence, but in, it reflects in the growth of our world and our society at large. That is why gender-based eliminating gender-based violence is very important to the sustainable development goals. Let's talk about the assailant. The assailant is simply the person that unleashes gender-based violence upon another person. And in this case, it could either be a man or a woman or male or female. Now, in the assailant scenario, it's very common to have more male assailants than female assailants. Mind you, there are male assailants and there are also female assailants. Just the way I mentioned that there are male victims and also female victims. But in this case, we have more male assailants because of the disadvantages that the female gender has, as I mentioned earlier, and which actually translates to advantages for the male gender. So that's why there's an increased number of male assailants of gender-based violence. Now, the female assailants in the gender-based violence scenario may not be as high as the male assailants, but in, in scenarios like... Um, female genital mutilation that as the custodians of that culture, being majorly older women in society or human trafficking scenes that need a woman at one point or the other to ensure that it flows smoothly. And a number of scenarios because there are male gender-based violence victims whose assailants are actually female. But then there's still an higher percentage of male assailants compared to the female assailants. I've mentioned the victim scenario where we have more females than male. That is, we have like 
one in four women reporting sexual or physical assault, while we have one in nine men reporting same. Meaning women are twice more likely to be victims of gender-based violence compared to men. Now, when this entire topic comes up, it's not uncommon to see a number of men feel like it's a topic that comes to us attack them. This is not true. It's nice that you as a person probably understands that abuse and subjugation has no place in our society. But mind you, you're probably like one in 50 that knows this. We still need the statistic to tip in our favor to ensure that gender-based violence is completely eliminated from our society. And that is why this topic continually comes up. And that is why we are always going to talk about this and try and advocate and create an awareness about it to ensure that the statistic tips in the favor of eliminating gender-based violence completely from our society. We all have a role to play in eliminating gender-based violence from our society. The government has to make legislations that ensure the punishment of GBV assailants and also set up systems that improve inclusion in our society. As individuals, we all need to check our biases and see how we subtly or majorly contribute to gender-based violence. Families and societies at large need to embrace values of kindness and humanity to ensure that we raise individuals who are not only interested in themselves, but also conscious about how they affect others around them and their world at large. Together, we can do this. I hope that this entire session has been educative and inspiring and I hope you would stay tuned for more episodes because this is just the tip of the iceberg. Thank you. Thank you very much for taking out the time to listen to this podcast. I hope it was as inspiring as promised. Feel free to leave a review and join our online community at Ant of My Mouth on Instagram and Twitter. Remember to refer a friend that needs to hear this. And you can send me your stories, suggestions, and ideas by antofmymouth at gmail.com. Join me every Thursday for new and exciting episodes of this podcast.